The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, March 11th, 2023, there are chocolate notes in my cigar. I've tasted it. Some of you have too. You like chocolate. How can you begin to taste that taste too? We're going to have the perfect pair for you to light up and taste along with us in how to have congressional victories in cigars. Yes, you can and you must fight City Hall. Welcome everybody to the Cigar Authority. And you are listening to the Cigar Authority now in its 13th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. If this was next week, it'd be half over. The show would be half over. We're springing ahead. (laughs) We're changing clocks tonight, an hour. You're going to lose an hour's worth of sleep. So. Oh, boy. Yeah. I'll just go to bed an hour early. Yeah. All right. 6.30. <laughs> Boom. But I, I like it going ahead. I don't like the day of it going ahead because you, you lose the hour, but it's dark when I leave every night. Get home, a little bit of sunlight. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully so, the warm weather soon, a little yeah. deck time. So we'll see that end up happening. Cigar smoking <clears throat> season begins when the clocks change. Yes. You can have deck time any anytime you want, Barry. Deck. Uh, uh, I was going to say, uh, you want to borrow my hole saw? That's the official start <laughs> of cigar season? It is. Tomorrow? When the clocks change, after tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to smoke a cigar tomorrow then. All right. That'd be different. <laughs> let's like let's have one right now. Let's have one that tastes like chocolate. What are we gonna have here, Barry? Well, today's first cigar is inspired by Johnny Cash's Cocaine Blues, and it is Juarez, manufactured in Nicaragua for Crown Heads. The size is four and three quarters by fifty-two, called the OBS, which refers to the Orange Blossom Special, a song on At Folsom Prison by Johnny Cash. And it features a Mexican San Andreas wrapper, Ecuador Sumatra binder, and fillers from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime, and a single will set you back six sixty nine, while a box of twenty is one sixteen at ninety nine, which comes out to just five eighty five per cigar. That's a savings of almost $17 or 13% off the box price on TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, go to TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. And Jonathan, did you know I'm using OBS to stream our show? Yes. I did know that. Yeah, it's a different OBS, but it's the same. Same. And Why Johnny Cash and not Waylon Jennings? This what? could have been called the this could have been called the Duke for the theme song look, of the Dukes of Hazard. Look at there's a bull on here. He's got a crown on his head and he's got he shot five people because he's got the five notches. Or 
or he's that's his number and he's just not all that experienced sexually right <laughs> you ever think of that yeah that's mm. how many he did how many cows how many he cows had? he do you plowed think, if you will do you think he, he could perhaps be the dad of the cow you're going to give away he could be. You never, you never know. You don't know. No. I, I doubt very highly that we're giving away a uh, Longhorn steer, though. So on our cigar, we have steers, and sitting next to us, we have... Uh, steers. Ne- never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's give it a cut and light. Uh, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo... Cut out the federal S chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Okay. So, first time I ever smoked this cigar, I said chocolate. And Let's hope you can taste chocolate today because the folks at home need to know that you're playing hurt. Yeah. You got a little bit of the vertigos. I got something going on because I'm so dizzy and nauseous, it's unbelievable. So what do you do? You add a cigar to yeah, it. Yeah, Light up, up a nice full-bodied cigar. Nothing could go wrong here. So normally I have my cup of coffee here. I have tea today, and then I have a second cup of coffee, but there's nothing in it. Huh. Yet, yeah, and hopefully it stays that That's way. Right. It's, well, an empty, it's an empty cup. That is the it's, smallest barf bowl I've ever seen. Yeah. In I've my already, life. I've already thrown up twice today. And so, do you think you want left. a lid on that for later? <laughs> he could, yeah, pop, he could pop that top. You think he could do it? Yeah, oh, yeah. He's, he's okay. Right. He's a professional. We're gonna light our cigar today. Well, let's get a cold draw first. It's a little musky, oh, musty rather. Yeah, there's a cocoa nib kind of. Somebody asked in the chat room if there was uh, Kentucky Fire Cure tobacco in it, and there yeah, isn't. No, but I could see when they maybe they would think that. I don't remember the. And, and I'm and I'm not getting coffee yet. Right. Oh, I got chocolate. Chocolate, Barry. I thought he meant Kentucky Fried Chicken. There oh. is a, there. I think there is a little um, cacao nib. Nib. The little pellets of. Cacao. Yeah, it's like a fake chocolate chip. Yeah, well, yeah. it's a it's a real chocolate chip. Chocolate chips are fake chocolate chips. They get sugar in them. Yeah, I it's love lectins it. all I over love the place. Lectins. Well, what we're talking about is tasting the the fake chocolate, if that's what you call it, chocolate that everybody eats, except you. Regular <laughs> chocolate. I want to I want to taste the Hershey. So bar. I made hot chocolate last night with eighty five percent tea bag. No. Eighty-five <laughs> percent uh, chocolate. I melted it on the stove and then added whipping cream Whip, to it. Whipping. Oh my God, was it delightful! Mm. We're going to light our cigar today with the Attaché Two, not to be confused with the Attaché. This is the Attaché Two. It is a soft flame lighter because the Attaché One is a is a jet flame, single jet. Oh. Correct. This is a soft flame lighter. It is angled off to the side. This lighter can double as a pipe lighter if you are so inclined. You have uh, easy adjustment at the bottom and a fuel window, all for the low price, $14.99. And I know you're thinking, that is a small lighter, Ed Sullivan. That it is. still features the patented Vertigo big-ass tank volume. Huh. Cappy C says your fingers are looking skeletal. I'm up like 12 pounds again after my But not sickness. in your fingers. It's okay. We did a, a, a <laughs> ring. I got a ring gauge thing here. Usually I have my big ring gauge thing. But it didn't go high it enough. It didn't go high enough to do what is the ring gauge of Dave's fat fingers. 
and even I was surprised how big it was. I, I got horrified say, was more like it because what do I go? Mine goes up to a sixty-one. Yeah, and you could get the pinky in a sixty-one. So my pinky is a sixty-one ring gauge. My pinky. Mm-hmm. So what do you think my ring finger is? It goes up to ninety. It's it not does. above ninety, right? Do you have any fingers that do that hit the ninety, like a thumb? No, not quite. No, not even 80. Mm. My ring finger is a 70 ring gauge, <laughs> and it's tight. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have a 75. It huh? doesn't have a 71. It's probably a 71, but 70. It's in there at 70. Yeah. And I'm dieting, so I threw up twice today. So <laughs> <laughs> that's as far as that's going to go. But, wow. Do you find that you lose the weight in the hand easily? Never. No? No. It's always been the case. Ted Hughes says, Dave's Fingers, brought to you by Asylum. (laughs) (laughs) It's terrible. I will say, though, that it's surprising, even for non-fat fingers, the ring gauge is bigger than you expect it to be. It is. I didn't think it would be 70. No. I don't know if I expected even 60, because that seems very high. Mm -hmm. But a regular person is about a 50. I'm a 56. (laughs) I got large hands. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah? Like a palm of basketball. Huh? No, mine are very short and fat. Short and fat fingers. This will this will come full circle in a couple of weeks, folks. Really? You'll, yeah. Huh. You'll see. We've been talking about this for a while, but it's going to come full circle. Uh, all right. Today, um, we're talking about chocolate and the cigar. And you should start getting this now. It should, it should begin of cocoa powder. Uh, is happening. Little dark chocolate. Yeah. Now, the first time I ever had this happen to me was a customer took me to dinner back in the day. This is in the 90s and said, Dave, I want to take you to Morton's. And I said, really? He says, you can eat dinner while you're smoking cigars because I had never been to Morton's What's before. better than that? George Antonakis is the man. He's a good man. Right. Yeah, the guy that gave us donuts. Bought donuts, yeah. And uh, you ordered the donuts. He paid for the donuts. That's it. I ordered said, donuts. I he was behind me, and he said, "I got this. Put this on my tab," which was very impressive. You're in a donut shop, and the guy had a tab. That's it, a professional. And it, and it wasn't just a regular donut shop. It was a bakery that's known for the best donuts. Yeah, around. their donuts are spectacular. And uh, I hear the voice in back. He had put that on my tab, and I turned <laughs> around. And I said, "What are you doing?" And we we had you know talked for a little bit, and I said. So I, when he came to the store later on that day, I said, you got a tab at the bakery? And he goes, yeah. I go, I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm it's a pro impressed. move. Put that on my tab. Yeah. That's so cool, right? Anyway, he said, I want you to come to Morton's with me. Uh, it's a great experience to smoke a cigar while you're having dinner and blah, blah, blah. So um, we sit down and he says, okay, the first thing we're going to do is order dessert. Because it takes 45 minutes to yeah. do the dessert. So you have to order it in advance. So they got to make, make it. it. It was, was that it like a chocolate souffle or something they did? It was something with chocolate. Yeah. So it was uh, raspberry chocolate, if I remember correctly. It was, a, it was a black forest chocolate cake, is what it was. Mm. Good, because I told the story before. All these stories. Jonathan has heard because he's 300 times. Right. He uh, got the wrong fruit, though. The Black Forest, you said raspberries, cherries. Well, when he told me the story, it was raspberries. Okay. So oh, it's probably right. not Black Forest. It is a Black Forest cake. 
So whatever it is, it is. So that's what we ended up ordering. So he said, okay, we're going to smoke a Padroni Anniversario Maduro first. Um, we ordered dessert, and then they're going to come back to see what we want for dinner. Now we're going to first light up a Padroni Anniversario. And I want you to remember the taste of what this is when we have the dessert, because it's going to be where the chocolate, dark chocolate, meets the cherry. Right at that spot right there, can you just imagine that in your mind? Taste the cigar, and we smoked the cigar. We had an unbelievable dinner. Dessert comes out. He goes, okay, you remember what that cigar tasted like what, and, and that cherry where I mentioned? Now taste that there. I said, okay. He says, now let's have another one. We had another Padroni and Rosario Maduro. Probably one of two or three times in your life, other than being with Padron himself, that you've had two back-to-back. Two back-to-back, back, uh, which, which he was big into. He, he, he liked, um, at, at the time, there was um, a Toro Fuente Don Carlos mm-hmm. and Padron Anniversary, two kind of new cigars out at the time. And any time I've ever smoked a Padron Anniversario ever again is takes me right into that piece of chocolate cake that ended up doing it. Now, I don't want to put this into your mind and you you taste it, but it's it's there. It's there. So um, see if you can pick up. This is in the care package, right? For the prime members, yes. Okay. See, that's really smart at a steakhouse, making <clears throat> you order dessert while you're still hungry. Yeah, Correct. that's a commitment right there. Yeah, because yeah. I probably would have said, no, I'm all set after right. that. So. Yeah, it takes this long or whatever. Sensational. Back in the day, man. Oh, my God. Um, and and um, on, on the Ash Holes, we had uh, Brian Charles on the Ash Holes this right. week. And if you go back and listen to that episode, Brian works in Michigan at a cigar shop there that you eat in the cigar shop. They serve knife and fork, really top-notch. Uh, I would say it's a restaurant that has cigars. Yeah. Uh, big big selection of cigars too, but uh, first and foremost is is the food when it comes to that place. And uh, if you ever go down into that um, Michigan area, I can't Churchill's. remember the name of the Churchill. city. Yeah, name is Churchill's. Yeah, it's just outside of Detroit, right? Mm, yeah, but it's not Detroit. No. Yeah, whatever. So it's a little it's, less Rock City. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Mm. Would you say Churchill. Rack City? Bitch. <laughs> oh, tiger. I don't know what that is. Uh, you haven't means. lived one day, Ed just rattled off the whole song. <laughs> Not what you would expect from a person of Ed's caliber. There we go. So uh, how, how does this chocolate notes get in there? Um, a pallone. For those that don't understand what a pallone is, it's a large pile of tobacco arranged for fermentation. Pallones can be enormous, weighing as much as 3,500 to 4,000 pounds or more. After curing in the barn, drying the tobacco leaves out, the leaves are now wet and put in hands of six leaves, and those leaves are put down and piled on top of each other in a big giant oval. So obviously the inspiration was the Princess Bride. With the six finger man, yeah, I don't know. It was, I'm sure it was much <laughs> earlier than the Prince's Bride. Um, this is the process which um, ammonia is released out of the leaf, and it makes more enjoyable to bring out more natural flavors. Is a Ningo Montoya in there? No. Okay. What did you say? Nothing. <laughs> the tobacco is moistened to do this, and um, just uh, plain water 
is one of the options. Inconceivable. But there is a secret sauce. Uh, some add cut-up fruit, oranges, lemons, um, into a big pan of water, and then they use that water that and put that into Citrus water. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one thing that does is help speed up the process. Um, it also takes on hints of that flavor in that tobacco leaf. We, when we smoke a cigar and you say, wow, that's peppery. That is the pallone of the citrus that went on there, and the American market perceives it as pepper. If you really think in terms of biting into the rind of an orange, that is closer to the sensation that you get on your palate than actual Yeah, pepper. they're not squeezing the lemons, by the way. They, they cut a lemon in half, and they throw it in the bucket, and it's all the rinds and everything that, that are in there. Molasses can be a, a part of a process. Sour wine. Sour wine, for whatever reason. Um, different tobaccos use all different kinds of things that can be added. And, you know, we say that tobacco is non-additive, but there's a process in the leaves before you make the cigar sometimes um, that adds something to it. I've been told that Davidoff uses white wine. Now, not exclusively white wine. Again, taking a big bucket of water and Just pouring diluted. a gallon. Yeah, and pouring a gallon of uh, white wine inside of it, and um, things are going to end up happening. It takes on something. The belief, and I have no proof of this at all, is that Padron and A.J. Fernandez use chocolate water. Yoo-hoo. Remember Yoo-hoo? <laughs> that stuff was disgusting. <laughs> yeah. um, some ground cocoa um, turn up to the fermenting stages with sugar. Is it true? Nobody knows. This is the secret sauce. This is what people don't know. As far as Yuhu, what I do know is it is the American brand of chocolate-flavored <laughs> beverage that was created by Natalie Olivi Garland in New Jersey in 1928. So the big 100-year anniversary of Yuhu was coming up. So we'll get ready for that in a few years. Um, the current manufacturer is Kruig, which is the coffee people, and Dr. Pepper. Keurig? Yeah. Perhaps. Same thing. Okay. Same thing. As of... <laughs> Hang on a second. Keurig and Dr. Pepper are tied? Yes. Together? Yes. They're tied together. They I thought Dr. Own. Pepper was a Pepsi product. It's not? Uh, I'll look it up. Okay. As of 2019, the drink is primarily made of water, high fructose corn syrup, and we, W-H-E-Y. Way. Way. You know, Curds, Curds and, and Way. Way. Yeah. yeah, Curds and Way. Uh, the company is Keurig Dr. Pepper. There we go. Uh-huh. See, what you learn something learned, here all the time? Uh, right? when, I, when I do my closeout at the end, someone actually learned something That's today. It. it was me. All right. So uh, I don't think they use Yoohoo, but wouldn't that be nice if no. they do? Oh, it sounds terrible. Although, interestingly, it says, strangely, Dr. Pepper is only owned by Coca-Cola in its European and South Korean markets. So the Keurig is a U.S. Thing. Someone in our audience actually knew that. I'm shocked. Yeah, yeah there we go. Swiss you Miss. Need, you need a hobby, my friend. <laughs> Swiss Miss versus Ovaltine. Uh, is which one's better? Ovaltine. Barry? Swiss Miss versus Ovaltine. Swiss Miss. Ovaltine. Ovaltine is a better product, but you don't see it out there. No. Um, 
Well, the reason I say Ovaltine is Ovaltine recommends that you mix it with milk, which gives you a much creamier cocoa. Creamy. But if you mix any of them with milk, you do whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying Swiss Miss on the instruction says mix with water. It doesn't say add milk. Ovaltine, it says put the milk. Swiss, Swiss Miss Instant Cocoa warms you up inside. It does. Anything warm that you ingest <laughs> warms you up inside. You it's mean like urine? Or this coffee I'm yeah. drinking right here. Is the teabag hot chocolate thing doing anything? Is, is that happening? <laughs> I have teabagged with hot chocolate, if that's what you're asking. Teabags filled with hot chocolate and marshmallows on the string. We're not, talking, we're not talking about the same thing. <laughs> uh, the history of hot chocolate, of chocolate, goes back to um, the Aztecs, the food of the gods. They started using cocoa beans as a form of currency. Valuable. Uh, the Aztec people chewed on the beans until they became soft and made them into a drink called XO Chocolate. Wait a minute. So you chew them up and then spit yeah, them you, out? You, you yeah, need the saliva to start breaking that down. That's a, I don't a, want a that. faster fermentation style. Maybe for your own cup. Even for my no, own. No, I'm out. Uh, the drink was made with cocoa powder, water, cornmeal, maize flour, vanilla extract, and chili peppers. That sounds first revolting. Out. Yeah? Nothing worse than ABC hot cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> right now, it's time to ask the Don from Don Raphael Cigars. It's time to ask the Don. Brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Don Rafael cigars are premium cigars, mellow and smooth, built for every man's everyday enjoyment. Don Rafael cigars. Now, here is the question of the week. And this week's question of the week is brought to you by the folks at Stinkpipe. Someone uh, sent us a little message. Oh, all right. Late last night. We haven't had one of those in a long time. All right. You ready? Yeah, ready. Waiting on you. All right. Hey, guys. This is Keith from Detroit. Um, I absolutely love your podcast, and you guys are doing a wonderful job, and I'm gaining a lot of knowledge from uh, every episode. Um, I was just wondering if you guys could recommend uh, some books to read um, to gain some further knowledge because I'm a relatively new cigar smoker. Um, that would be uh, incredible. Um, so keep up the great work and talk to you guys soon. Thanks. First and foremost, as far I'll get to the books in a second. We've had a couple of people on that have written some great cigar books. But if you're really thirsty for knowledge, look no further than a subscription to Cigar Journal magazine. It comes out four times a year. And believe me, you can spend the full quarter reading it. Because there's, it's too much information to digest. The troublemaker article inside there towards the, the back of it, <laughs> which I'm actually surprised. So far, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback. Really, from it, all right. right. You would start in trouble though. You were looking for it, and probably, you're, and, and, and you're probably surprised it hasn't <laughs> yeah. happened. But okay. Uh, the other one is um, Didier wrote the book. Was it seed seed to soil? Yeah, real good. Uh, very expensive, but yeah. worth it if you if you're into cigars and you want to learn everything there is to know. Um, and then there's also Cigar Bliss, which will alter how you perceive aromas and flavors for the rest of your life with everything, especially cigars. Yeah. 
and we have uh, Richard Carlton Hacker, right, which did the ultimate cigar book. And he did an update not that long ago. Yeah, yeah the fourth, fourth edition. edition yeah. So we had all three. We highlighted all three of those um, books on, on the show. Mike Mellon says that he only wants it as an audio version if Dave is doing the reading. Yes, I, I, I can understand that. <laughs> well, I can't. <laughs> And neither will he. David versus Goliath by David Garofalo, <laughs> which doesn't talk a lot about cigars in it, but um, I never did an audio book. Uh, guess why? <laughs> <laughs> For shits and giggles, though, you should. <laughs> I never did it. it they asked, do you want to do this in audio? And, you know, typically they have the author read it, and I go, yeah, you don't want to do, you don't want to do that. Richard Cotton Hacked book is probably the most approachable, easiest read of yes. all the books we've mentioned. Though. Yeah, the other ones really really go deep and hard, but real good, real, real good. Um, so there was a brand out called Randello X, gone. Anybody remember it? Randello X uh, had white tissue at the bottom half of it, just, mm. just like Christian Aroa's cigar does. It was actually made by Camacho back in the day for a retailer, and there was absolutely chocolate added mm. they're not telling me there was but oh my god you could smell it you could smell it before you even open up the, the box and yeah there it is. yeah mm. and i thought it was sensational it it, it was if, if they took it a little down you wouldn't have known it but you knew it and maybe that was what the problem mm. ended up with it but that's when you could still use x grandello x maybe that's why it went away maybe that's what ended up happening i don't know but I, what I do know is chocolate bars, as we know them today, were first invented in 1847 by John Fry of Chocolatier, J.S. Fry and Sons. In 1887, Swiss chocolate maker Daniel Peter created milk chocolate, adding condensed milk to chocolate liquor. Sweetened condensed milk or just regular condensed milk? It just milk? says condensed milk. I don't know. The popular, in those days, nobody gave a shit. If it was sweet and good, right? It's sweet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, back in the day, Coca-Cola had real cocaine in it. That's right. And it was energetic. It was good. Uh, the popularity of chocolate bars has now continued to grow since then. What is the most popular candy in the world? Hershey's. Hershey's regular chocolate bar. Barry's not going to like it. We're talking in the world in 2022 was Reese's, Reese's Peanut, Peanut Butter, Butter Cups. Blasphemy. Yep, you never liked that, but number one in the world. As far as the U.S. goes, Hershey's is number one as a chocolate by itself, but with mixed with other things, it is the Snickers bar. Stop snickering. It is the Snickers bar. What chocolate company put a cease and desist order against Dave? <laughs> that would be Hershey's. Hershey's, right. <laughs> There's always a connection here to yeah. something, right? There's always a connection. Uh, right now, uh, let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by <coughs> Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. <laughs> and Japanese artist Megumi Igarashi might be up the creek without a paddle as she is in trouble for distributing digital files of a kayak. The issue stems from the fact that she used a 3D printer to make a kayak using a scanned of her JJ. This one gives new meaning to a little man in a boat, 
And guys, rock, rock the man in the boat. And guys, do you know what you call two guys in a JJ shaped kayak? JJ. Now I know what it is. I'm, I'm understanding, but I didn't know when you said it. You just go buy it. So what do they call two, two guys in a JJ shaped kayak? Seamen. And that's not only insane, it's asylum. Wah, wah, wah. He sits in a little room all week and comes out with these, and I hear giggling going on in the room. Giggle, giggle. I say, oh, he's working, he's on, working on asylum. <laughs> Uh, okay, early thoughts here on Juarez OBS. If you if you took your heavy cream and you whipped it, whipped it, so you had stiff peaks, and then you stiff. took the warm dark chocolate and folded it in because you need the air. It's going to melt cream and chocolate. It's going to melt agree. the cream a little. I'm not done. It's going right. to melt the cream a little bit. <laughs> is, it, is there sugar in the chocolate? Th- very very little. <laughs> because it's like eighty seven percent. But you fold it in and you end up with a thicker, creamier version of hot chocolate. That's why you do the, the whipping. You taste chocolate in here, right? For sure. Yeah, it's a chocolatey cigar. <laughs> and the next one we're going to have is chocolatey cigar too, but it's chocolatey. The and chocolate. if you're not getting it, you got to clean your palate and, and, and get into this. You're missing it. It, it ramps have- up as we're getting yeah. to the halfway point. It's really noticeable. In the beginning, it took a little while Certainly on the Certainly nothing size. on a cold draw. Zero. Yep. You may actually, and you're saying clean your palate up, but if it's your first cigar of the day and you're not tasting it, often I find the first cigar of the day I don't enjoy as much because my palate's too clean. So Ah. I'll smoke something that I don't like as much as my first cigar and then something that I need to rate, review, or or pay attention to will be my second cigar because you've got to get your palate acclimated to smoke and you've got to get your mind ready to just dispel the smoke out of it. And be left with what you're tasting in the cigar. But you had coffee this morning and other things. You yeah, coffee, tea. cigars, yeah. tea. My first cigar of the day because I'm not feeling it. You're starting to come around, though. Your color's coming well, back. You look like you're feeling better. I wanted to see how I could do it. I'm terrible, but I wanted to see <laughs> what, what kind of an actor I am. Um, and, hey, I'm, and I'm going very easy on the let, cigar because let I don't want to Let me run back what Jonathan just said. <laughs> <laughs> That's James. Yeah, I know. I recognize that that little voice anywhere. Yeah. Hi, James. James. Hey, when he listens to me, he puts his fingers in his ears. So. <laughs> that would be not listening to you. Yeah, yes. he's not buying your audiobook. No, no. All right, let's take a break, and when we come back, um, how to have a congressional victory in cigars. I know there's lots of um, retailers out there that say you can't fight City Hall. I've been fighting in New Hampshire, and uh, I fought a bill that would tax premium cigars big time from zero to 67%. It's not over yet, but I did it, and as it turned out, when I got up there and I spoke, they taped it. So somebody sent it to me, and I thought I'd share it with you. I don't know if there's any interest, but uh, this is my testimony. A little come up uh, as I spoke um, in, in New Hampshire Congress. Uh, we're live here in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. 
Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by AJ Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar-making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. This is Mickey Pegg from All Saints Cigars, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back, powered by the West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa Black and White West Tampa Cigars, 
passion with a purpose. Welcome back, everybody. We are smoking chocolate-tasting cigars, not chocolate, additive, not a flavored cigar, but there might be something in the platoon or something uh, because I taste chocolate every time I light it, uh, and I hopefully, uh, you, you, if you're in the care package, you got this and you're smoking it along with us, and, and you're, you're bringing your senses up, hopefully, uh, to be able to taste these things and make cigar smoking more enjoyable to you. What's not enjoyable is fighting in the, ta- in the cigar world uh, for legislation that's trying to put us out of business. So uh, to bring you up to speed, um, I got into the cigar business in 1985, and I started fighting legislation since 1995. So for 10 years, I didn't do anything. Like most retailers out there, I just sat, sat back and let it happen. I didn't know any better. Um, then Massachusetts introduced a bill to start taxing cigars. There was never a tax in Massachusetts on cigars. There was very few um, taxes out there on cigars, period. Um, so I tried to get other retailers involved, but nobody would join me. Uh, so I fought alone. If, if, I, if there's nobody else to join me, I'll, I'm going to still fight, but I'm going to fight by myself, which is very, very hard to do. But I did fight, and I fought long and hard, and I lost. Because I lost, uh, and I lost um, what was proposed as a 20, 30% tax, um, getting it down to 12%. I'm, I was shooting for zero, but I got it down to 12%. I packed my bags anyway. I closed my three shops. And I started all over again after 10 years. And we were probably the guy in Massachusetts at that time. I moved to a neighboring state, 30 miles north of where my store was uh, in New Hampshire. And I started all over again. Uh, Next, um, so this wouldn't happen again, I tried to organize a group of retailers to try to have them on board. And nothing would happen at that point either. But I got to know legislators in advance. There was no tax coming up, but I got to know who they are. I attended the meetings. I attended the fundraisers. I gave money to the campaigns, to both sides, and I did everything I could do alone. And finally, um, I got a cigar rep who was like-minded to me and knew that this was trouble. His name is Victor Vitale. He's not in the cigar industry anymore, uh, but he lived here in New Hampshire, And he helped me form a group called the Cigar Association New Hampshire, and that was born, and that was close to 20 years ago. I also became a board member of the RTDA, Retail Tobacco Dealers Association, later the IPCPR, International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers, now the Premium Cigar Association. I was also a board member of the TAA, Tobacconist Association, and the only brick-and-mortar store in the CAA, Cigar Association of America. I tried to make changes nationally, and we won some and we lost some, uh, but I continued to work and knew that this was for the, my future and the future of every other um, retailer that was out there. I continue to host CANH meetings. Now we have the CANH. The meetings happen uh, here every month. Uh, this group well, was built on just a few retailers. So you're in a, you're in a state and you say there's only a few of us. Um, that's how we started when only a few today, 20 years later, we're still only a few, uh, it's that 80, 20 rule. 20% are going to do 80% of the work. It's unbelievable. Uh, what a shame. Um, uh, we have our own lobbyist. 
We have fundraisers and we have a PAC, Political Action Committee, where money goes into that, where we give money to political uh, politicians and stuff. But the money comes from us and our, and our hard work and everything we do. But And I understand that, listen, we're in the business. You're the consumer. Hey, you do it. Just so you know, when the tax happens, we only collect taxes. We don't pay taxes. The consumer is the one that pays the taxes. Right. But, of course, it's in our best interest not to have taxes. I understand that. But still a very small amount of retailers get involved, and I like to call them the best in the country. Not necessarily they're the, the best retailers or do the most money or anything. They are the best retailers because they're fighting for this not to happen in their state. We have a zero tax on premium cigars in New Hampshire, as does Florida, where all the manufacturers operate, and Pennsylvania, where all the online big guys are. Uh, and so that is it. Those are the three states. We have the only definition of premium cigars in the United States, the state of New Hampshire. And we want to make that federally. That's been going on for a long time to happen, but we did it here in New Hampshire. Uh, I still attend political events. I hate it. I still pay. I hate it. I still go to the hearings. I hate it. Honestly, uh, it's so lonely a lot of times going to them. There's nobody to talk to. Uh, the only one in opposition is me. And uh, nobody to talk to or no talking happening unless I testify, which means um, asked to speak, sometimes asked not to speak. Uh, again, we have a lobbyist, and sometimes I'm told not to, including the time um, that I'm going to play for you, where I did testify, uh, I was asked not to, and then they asked me to testify, the people in the hearing. So I, I got to go up. So unprepared, but you'll see, um, you know, it's pretty much the same story all the time. So why alone? Retailers and consumers against the bill are too busy to attend. That's what I hear. So you're a retailer, you're a consumer, and you hear this bill is coming up, and this bill is called HB 510 of New Hampshire. It calls for, from a 0% tobacco tax on cigars to 67% overnight starting July 1st, this year. Hmm. And uh, we're too busy to go. We're too busy to go. We're too busy to go. Put a sign on your door and say, listen, I'm closed today because I well, closed for a couple hours. I went to the hearing to try to stop this. I think your, your, your customer will accept it and Absolutely. be happy that you did it, I think. But I put other employees in, and I, I went by myself because I'm not too busy to attend, apparently. I have nothing to do. Hmm. Um, I believe I'm the busiest one, by the way, of all. Um, but I make time. Um, what will happen if I don't attend? If nobody is in opposition of these, I'm the only one that attended. If nobody was in opposition, it would very easily pass because they look at it and say, well, the cigar people don't care if we do this. Right. Nobody cares. Uh, so I do it. Um, somebody has to do it. Somebody has to show up. And this last time that was there... The only one was me not signing up to speak. And uh, again, it's, it's HB 510, um, and it, it was introduced in January 11, 2023. So we knew in advance that it was coming up from January. Here it is in March that um, the hearing ends up happening. Um, 
Representative Horrigus Straff is this guy that put the bill forward. This is not his first time. This is his third time putting the bill. It failed before. It failed a second time. And here it comes up for the third time. But he's not stopping. So I can't stop. I got to keep going. I get there and he goes, hi, David. As soon as I walk in, he says, hi, David. But he's got an agenda, which is to take uh, premium cigars. Unfairly, his thought is that why do cigarettes pay 67% and cigars pay zero? They're the same. So I got some teaching to do, right? Because we know they're not the same. Other tobacco products is categorized with premium cigars. So vape and chewing tobacco and pipe tobacco and cigarettes are all together. I say that they're all different, and you'll hear that in my testimony as I tell them that. So what we have is a law that says um, does not include premium cigars. So the law that makes all tobacco products the same in New Hampshire excludes premium cigars. And the Cigar Association of New Hampshire is the one that did that when that ended up coming up to make that exclusion happen, or else we'd all be at 67%. So the effective date, July 1st, 2023, from 0 to 67%. Uh, I'm going to Florida, folks, if that happens, uh, but let's see if I can end up stopping it. I don't have the answer to this yet because it's not, it's not done. It did pass the uh, – it went to that hearing, and – I went and testified. There are 20 people at the hearing. There's one guy that is an absolute yes because the last two times it was 1 to 19, 1 to 19. But this time in that hearing, it was 5 to 15. What if I didn't show? What if it was 11 to 9? Ugh. It's a game changer. You're just talking about a handful of people that hopefully I switched. So uh, if, if, if you, I don't know if people are interested, if you are, here it is. It's about 20 minutes long, uh, and here is me uh, being asked to testify on here and, and winging it. Absolutely. Mr. Garofalo, if you'd share to join us, um, and then we just need you to fill out a pink card. Curtis, you can show them how to do that. That'd be great. Welcome. Um, I'd say the past 20 years have been pretty flat. Um, as far as sales were, there was a boom in the early 1990s um, that boosted it up a little bit. Um, and uh, since then, it's been pretty flat for, uh, I would say, 25 years now. Other questions? Representative Ors. Thank you, Madam Chair, and thanks for taking my question. So are either of you aware that Cigars are still hand-rolled in St. Augustine, Florida, because I've been there, and I'm wondering if you knew that. Yes, yeah. Uh, uh, Tampa is is a, a place where cigars are still rolled. Um, J.C. Newman Cigar Factory, the last major-size factory that's there. Little places for, um, you know, um, show, basically, where... Um, Taurus or something would see it, but for for, ma- for major consumption, uh, Tampa seems to be the last place left. As far as growing tobacco, uh, the Connecticut River Valley, including Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, um, Connecticut, obviously, um, is is a, a bed of uh, growing. And now uh, Florida actually brought it back after 150 years. Uh, they're growing tobacco down in Florida now, too. We're talking uh, tobacco for cigars, which is a, actually a different product than uh, a tobacco for anything else, including cigarettes. Thank you. 
Hey, Representative Ames. Yeah, hi. Oh. Uh, if you know, um, what is the rule for online taxation by other states of uh, cigars? Um, the tax is for the state uh, that um, it collects it as the, the product is being sold. So um, there's uh, states, take Massachusetts, for instance, the man that's still surviving uh, when I left Massachusetts uh, is L.J. Peretti in Boston. He's still there. Um, there were 30 of us uh, when I left. He's the last one that's standing. Uh, the bulk of his business is why he's even surviving. The one person that's surviving is the bulk of his business is sold online. And he sells that in a tax state, which is a 40% tax state. Uh, but when he sells it online, it's zero tax. So the majority of consumers, as Curtis said, um, if there is tax within the state, they'll choose to buy it in another state. Um, and, um, you know, they'll uh, not have to pay the tax as as it would be. Um, there's, uh, by the way, if, if this tax was to happen, this would go from one of three lowest tax states to the highest. Yeah. Um, the, the number one highest right now is New York at 75%. This would be number two uh, in all the United States of the highest tax. Uh, I left Massachusetts at 12% tax. It was enough that would bury me because the the margins are not there, like he said. The margins can be maybe 30% when it comes to selling a box of cigars. Um, and a 12% disadvantage of that um, and adding sales tax, again, Massachusetts, compounding federal tax with state tax, with sales tax. Uh, I knew I wasn't going to be able to survive, and I left and um, I was basically laughed at for leaving because I was probably the number one guy in Boston at the time when I left. Um, but I knew that I would not be able to survive, and nor would these people that were other retailers that said, we'll be okay. They're all gone. Um, and the same thing will happen in New Hampshire uh, that will be gone and you know, possibly going to one of those other states and selling within the state of New Hampshire, which... There was no online sales when I left in 1995. Now it's a whole different game that, you know, just go somewhere else and just sell into the state. New Hampshire will get none of the tax money because it won't add up to anything that will go in. And also there'll be 100 people plus lose their job and the businesses will go away. Yeah. There is no upsell to it because of the way tax goes from state to state when it comes to tobacco. Just a Clarify. Follow up. Yep. I'm sorry. Um, just to be sure, I understand. So um, the the business that remains in Massachusetts, if it sells into Mass to a consumer or a place in Out Massachusetts, it's it's Massachusetts tax, right? If he, if they sell out of Massachusetts, no, but into Massachusetts, state, it's zero tax. They'll collect nothing. Out of state, right. Yes. Out of state to uh, New Hampshire. So if the tax happened here in New Hampshire, I could sell to Massachusetts and give no tax to New Hampshire. Right, right. No, I think I understand. Okay. Representative Platt? My question got answered with that okay, last great. exchange. Uh, re yes, Representative Elberger. Yes. Thank you, Madam Chair, and thank you both for taking my questions. I'm looking at the fact sheet that you gave us, 
And it points out, as you mentioned, that the uh, typical age for a cigar, a premium cigar smoker is higher than for cigarettes. And you also point out that um, the typical premium cigar smoker is uh, better educated, perhaps, than the general population. Uh, I wonder if we can infer from that that the typical premium cigar smoker also has more disposable income than some others. I guess my sense is to, to respond, it's a fair inference um, because it's true. As Representative Horgan said, premium cigars are not inexpensive. So that said, you know, if somebody, I think you'll find, and, and these folks will tell you um, that cigar, premium cigar smoking is very seasonal. Another demonstration that it's not addictive. People will smoke more often when they're outdoors, they're mowing the lawn, they're on the boat, playing on the golf course. Um, so, you know, cigar smoking can be occasional as well. Um, so there may be some folks that are just a few times a year, and there are going to be some folks that are weekly or close to daily. Uh, thank you. Um, you mentioned that uh, hot dogs and filet mignon are beef. Well, hot dogs sometimes. <laughs> uh, but um, they're not the same product, but they're still taxed at the same rate. If you go to a restaurant and buy a hot dog and you buy filet mignon, you're taxed at the same rate, correct? Fair observation. Thank you. Thank you, Madam Chair. Representative Spilsbury. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, I'm just, this uh, question is for Mr. Garofalo. Uh, I'm curious, without putting any numbers on it, what taxes does your business pay or do you pay for your business activities in the state of New Hampshire? Uh, knock on wood, I've been doing this for 38 years. I started in the cigar business uh, 38 years ago, 1985. We pay business profits. tax. I don't know what the numbers are, but we're successful. And um, we are um, one of the largest cigar retailers in the world, not just the United States, in the world. Uh, thank you to New Hampshire uh, for the New Hampshire Advantage, which certainly did that. I was a, a good retailer in Massachusetts. Um, and then as uh, taxes around us happen, um, I became one of the top retailers in the world. So uh, this is certainly profit. I, I pay what I'm supposed to pay, whatever that number is. And if I knew it off the top of my head, I would be happy to share it to you, proudly share it with you. Uh, it's successful. Uh, we're certainly not taking a loss, even through COVID. Um, you know, I... I um, was not able to show a quarter that we didn't make profit on. So I, I couldn't collect because we made profit all the time. Uh, and a, as Curtis said, um, it is a um, product of uh, convenience, of when you have time to enjoy it. Our business drops um, probably about 80% in the winter months. So January, February, March, not not very good at all. And and there I would show you that, no, we're not very profitable at all. We, we may actually have a loss. When the weather gets good, uh, business gets really good. During COVID, people had time 
to enjoy cigars. And our business actually took a bump up all of a sudden, where uh, in most cases, a lot of places were hurting in business. And uh, we ended up doing very well because people had time for it. When people went back to work, um, we do have a non-addictive product. The nicotine level in a cigar is between 1% and 3%. When you take other Tibet, other products, period, uh, a tomato is 5% nicotine. Eggplant is 8% nicotine. A cigar is 1% to 3% nicotine. It's very, very small. Uh, it goes through a process to actually delete that to happen. It's just a natural byproduct of a nightshade-grown product, which is a tomato and eggplant. And uh, there's a little bit in it, but not enough to make people want to smoke outdoors in the cold, not want to do it when they're not comfortable to, to do it, when um, price has an issue to it. Uh, they just stop. You know, we're looking at the economy right now as the slowdown happens. It happened in 2007, and we were the first to see the slowdown happen because nobody needs my product. And the more it, you make it difficult to people to uh, obtain it or pay extra for it, uh, they check out. So I, I feel like the taxation, I, I know the taxation uh, ended up hurting uh, friends below us here in Massachusetts. Follow up, uh, if I may. Yeah, follow up. So that, I think that was very uh, interesting answer. In addition to the business profits tax, does your business pay a variety of other taxes? Every every tax we're supposed to pay meals and rum business enterprise absolutely liquor well uh, well indirectly through yeah, the Garofalo does not have a cigar bar license at any of his does not have an operating cigar bar at any of his three uh, locations okay so you're just a retail sales operation not one of the cigar bars okay very good thank you Representative Plett I just wanted to thank you I'm going to start smoking eggplants <laughs> <laughs> Representative Ors. Thank you, Madam Chair, and stay away from me, Rep. Plutt. Uh, so thank you for taking my question. So you're telling us that uh, you can kind of see which way the economy is going by your cigar sales. So where is the economy going in 2023? Yes, it, I absolutely can. And and when that happened in 2007, a lot of people thought that happened in 2008. And I, I was a barometer for the first thing that would somebody would give up. And it became lighted, literally lighting a $10 bill on fire uh, is the business that I'm in. And I saw it first and said, oh, here's what's happening. And then uh, friends and other businesses would see it, like restaurants would see it next. Uh, entertainment would see it as, it as it went down. Here we are in a bad first quarter of the year anyway, but business is down Q1 to Q1 last year. So I'd say the economy is, is uh, affecting us as we see it now. Uh, I think we had a question over here. Representative Leapley, did I miss you? Yes, I did oh, have sorry. a question. Thank you. Thank you for taking my question. This has been very interesting. Um, my question is, because it, it does, when you read the bill, it's weird that premium cigars are this special thing that is exempt from this tax. And it 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 is kind of a like playing field fairness question for me. I'm wondering if there is a tax amount that would seem fair. To you. So I'll tell you how this this began, um, and um, it was brought up that there's some cigars that call themselves cigars, little cigars, and really what they are is cigarettes wrapped in brown paper, and they call themselves cigars. 
And they were never cigars, and they did that because there was an exemption on all cigars as taxed differently. So because these people did this, we now had to separate what a cigar is. That is not a, today, to this day, it's called a little cigar. It's a cigarette with brown paper instead of white paper. And then it became the next category would end up doing it. They'd call something else a cigar. The same thing happened with pipe tobacco. Pipe tobacco within the state is actually very, very high tax. You collect nothing on it because it's so used so little. But it was the cigarette companies that used roll-your-own cigarettes and started calling it pipe tobacco. And then the government came in and said, I see what you're doing. Now we're going to tax pipe tobacco at 68%. And then nobody buys pipe tobacco in the state of New Hampshire. Nobody. It's it's if you figure out the money that it adds up to, it adds up to nothing because they buy it all online. I used to sell an awful lot of pipe tobacco, but at sixty eight percent, I don't sell to pipe tobacco anymore. Not only do it doesn't add up to anything, I don't even carry it anymore because nobody will buy it. If you tax cigars at sixty eight percent, I will not operate in the state of New Hampshire. Period. I left at fifteen. 12. I left at 12 percent. It just will not end up happening because we have the opportunity. My customers have the opportunity to buy it from someone else somewhere else. Follow up. Um, so is there a tax rate that you think would be fair to tax premium cigars? I think cigars? we're at the perfect tax rate right now. <laughs> Thank uh, you. In one of those three states. And it is the New Hampshire advantage. My customers don't drive up from multiple states. Uh, As I told you, as I proudly say, uh, we sell an awful lot of cigars. um, And when they do come up, they buy lottery tickets. They buy liquor in the liquor stores. They use the restaurants. They they maybe stay at the hotels. They don't use the, the roads. They don't use the police. They don't use the fire department. They drop all their money off to everything, and then they leave. What better, what better customer in the world would you want than this? And these people have money. Yes, it is a a disposable income type of person. And some of these people have a lot of money to drop lots of money off in the state. Uh, Don't let them go away because there's nothing but negative that's going to happen. They're going to not come anymore and drop it off and you will collect no money. Just ask Massachusetts. They had the same thing that they thought they were going to make a few million dollars in Massachusetts in 1995 when they added the tax. That was at 12%. They went to 15. They went to 20. They went to 30. They went to 40. And they're still chasing this dream of $3 million. There's one guy left. The guy doesn't do $3 million in sales. You can tax him 10,000%. It can't add up to any money that ends up happening. It's just bad business. Um, and um, those poor retailers... Uh, that had to figure out something else uh, after the fact. And uh, knock on wood, I was one that actually packed my bags and left, but uh, nobody else followed. They stayed They stayed and went down with the ship. Uh, if this was to happen, I'm, I'm not. I'm going to do the same exact thing. I'm not going to go down with the ship. I'm just going to close shop and maybe go to Florida. It's warm there. It's, you know, it's not. It's not Cigar bad, City, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> Representative Almy has a question. I'm not sure I need to ask it of you, but um, can you visualize any way that, or can you visual, can you tell us the impediments to us collecting tax on a product which has gone mostly online? Well, that's another thing of collecting the tax. So, and somebody would have to do, and I, I've asked the question many times of the non-premium um, cigar 
how much is really coming in on non-premium cigars, and I've, I've asked it year after year, and, and they have no calculation to it. So it, it's very minuscule, the tax you're collecting on pipe tobacco at 68%. It's, it's virtually nothing. And how much you're getting on non-premium cigars, it, it's virtually nothing. And I could build my business even more if you would not tax that. Uh, make that go away, too, because you're collecting nothing for it, and you're just hurting the retailers that are in here. Uh, so I would go as far as to, you know, instead of play defensive here, play offensive and say, will you please take that other tax off that is just sitting there making you no money and hurting the the uh, people of New Hampshire at the same time. We, we could uh, do better if we could make that go away as opposed to try to uh, – what does it cost you to collect the tax? There's, there's uh, people that's job is trying to figure that out and to collect it. It may be worth less. You may be spending more money trying to collect this little amount of money um, – than you then it's worth, and I would even go on to say that Massachusetts trying to collect this little forty percent of this little amount that is happening within that state is probably not worth worth their while. It certainly isn't three million dollars or one million dollars. Representative Ulrey, did I see your hand over there? Yes. Okay. Yes. D just for edification purposes, uh, and, and I was there when this went through, so. But when you're talking about the little cigar, the cigarello type thing, I seem to recall some testimony regarding its construction compared to that of a premium cigar, where premium cigar is, is a leaf rolled, preferably from Connecticut because they make the best uh, wrapper and then material from whichever one of the various different you know places that makes the next best tobacco. But if I remember your testimony at that time, you were talking about scrapings and floor sweepings and bits and pieces and stuff going into the cigarello or the little cigar, which is which, one of the reasons for the differences. Chopped tobacco, which is how a cigarette is made. I mean, they can make thousands and thousands of cigarettes in a minute, where a cigar, a pair of two people making cigars make 300 per day. Two people make 300 cigars per day, where the machine makes 300 a second um, of making these cigarettes. Whether they use brown paper or white paper, that doesn't matter. One other thing that came up back in those days was the um, other cigars that you may see in a convenience store. And those were uh, flavored cigars that if you tip them upside down, all the tobacco comes out. What, why would that end up happening? It's little pieces of tobacco that's inside of this, quote, cigar. And all this was was the wrapper that was used, and then it was to be refilled with marijuana. And this was uh, um, just another way of, of rolling uh, as, as a, not a uh, I can't think what that's called, a rolling paper, I guess, that people would um, put marijuana in, or they would use a leaf which was this cigar that you poured out. And I believe we had an example, uh, Representative Almy, I think you brought the products in, if you remember back that. I brought a lot of products in. There yes. was nothing with marijuana. <laughs> no, no. I knew of. <laughs> there was banana flavor, chocolate flavor, Correct. orange flavor, and very little 
low levels of tobacco because it was meant and to it, and addict And it called itself children. a cigar, and it was not a cigar. So what we tried to do is say this. When I got in the business in 1985, all there were was cigars. And then these companies came in and started making believe their product was a cigar. And it's not. So we we were the first state in the country to actually define what a cigar was just to say these other things are not. And that gave us the exemption of it. The, the exemption is cigars. The other things, if you say, well, why aren't the other cigars or the inexpensive cigars? Because they're not cigars. I know what a cigar is and what a cigar isn't. Those are not cigars, and they're not even pretending to be. It's just they're pretending in writing to be as that roll-your-own cigarette is not pipe tobacco. You cannot smoke it in a pipe. It's made for roll-your-own cigarettes, but we're taxing it in the state. It's 68% because they call it that, but it is different. There could, there could be maybe a definition of what pipe tobacco is because these other people that do this kind of ruin it for the entire industry, making believe that their product is different. Representative Ulrey? She said with trepidation. <laughs> are you telling me that zigzags are used for something other than tobacco? Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> okay. Any serious questions? Representative Rochford. <laughs> Thank you, Madam Chair. I I'm just trying to wrap my head around because I just, in full disclosure, we have a premium cigar store in my town. I've never been into it. I wouldn't know a good cigar from a bad cigar. Um, but, uh, I, I look at the business that they're doing in my town. We're a border town bordering Vermont. I go up 19 miles North to the town of Lancaster, where we have a cigar bar there, uh, where people come from all around to, to, to drink and to, to smoke cigars. I, I'm just trying to understand this and bear with me here. And I will get to a question. Um, I look at, you know, efforts to tax flavored cigarettes or flavored tobacco in an effort to get kids off of it. But you've said this isn't an addictive issue. It's not a health concern. Or is it a children? Children aren't it's interested. Children in aren't in, our children aren't interested. So we can check that off the box. Am I missing something here? I just think that this is a this bill here is a solution looking for a problem. The answer is yes. I, my, I mean, I. I I don't see that this is the pressing issue New Hampshire has to solve today. All right. That's our assessment as well. Thank you. Any other questions? I Yes, there's a question. Representative Almy. Actually, I'd just like to make a statement. I've smoked my first and last cigar at the age of eight with my cousin. We stole it from our grandfather, and neither of us ever smoked again. And it did it. It did its duty to stop you from that. No child like that. Thank you very much for your testimony. Thank you for coming. All right, that is it. And the and the idea of that is why do I end up doing it? We we won that. Um, and this thing isn't far from over because that is just a uh, group of people for the House of Representatives. They end up bringing it now to the full House. After that, it goes to the Senate. After that, it goes to the governor. Uh, what you hope to end up happening is there isn't any votes beside the guy that passed it, and it goes no further. That's not the case that happened here. Five of those uh, 20 people voted for it.
How many? How many would have done it if I didn't show up? And how many different six ways? Six more? <laughs> if there was six more, let me tell you, it would have been game over. So what am I trying to do there? I am trying to educate the ignorant, right? They don't know about cigars. They don't care to know about cigars. They're politicians. So somebody's got to go there in opposition and educate them and tell them it's wrong what they think. The thing that they think that this is, is wrong. And you saw some of the crazy questions that come well, up. How many different ways can they ask you, what would be a fair tax? How about zero? Zero. As a matter of fact, then you end up turning it around and you say, okay, make the tax on, uh, on uh, pipe, tobacco. pipe tobacco go away. And let's do this and let's do that. And the one guy that ended up saying, wow, it dawned on me that I think you're looking for a problem here that doesn't exist. And you feel like, okay, all right, I got that one. And believe me, I'm doing the math as I'm checking these guys off and saying, okay, he's, he's going to be a no. He's going to be a no. Uh, or else I got to start backpedaling if, if I'm not going to get to 11. Uh, that I need at least 11. I would have liked 19. And what if the room was filled with people with opposition? If I wasn't the only one there, it wasn't Mr. Garofalo, it's a whole bunch of people that are sitting behind me not talking, but these all people filled out this thing and said they're in opposition. And they look at, we got 50 people in opposition and three people, which is the American Lung Association, the American Heart Association, and the cancer, those are the people opposed, but it was me against them is, is all I ended up having. So uh, it's, very, it's, it's very frustrating because... Everyone in every state, it's not just the state of New Hampshire, this goes on in every single state. And if another cigar store would end up doing this, you start turning them around. You turn it around, turn it around. And you don't form the organization when you're at 75% New York that you, you already come when the, when the horse is out of the barn. I fought in Massachusetts at zero. It goes to 12 and I made a statement. That statement cost me a lot, a lot of money closing three cigar stores and starting up a new one in a different state. But you got to make these sacrifices and do it. And you got to step up and you got to fight City Hall or else we would have been dead. So you're going to hear in the next couple of weeks, I won't drag this on and do it, but I'll, I'll keep you in, in line with, because you sat through this anyway, of what is the vote? at the House. How did that end? It goes to the Senate. What's the vote? And, and you hope it gets killed in one of those. It's going to. I'm, I've, been, I've been working the Senate. First off, the House of Representatives in New Hampshire is 400 people. 400 people. I can't go see 400 people. It takes too long to see 400 people. So I'm dealing with that. But the Senate is like 13 people. So I can actually talk to every single senator and make sure I'm okay on the Senate side and it doesn't pass the Senate. But let me take care of one thing at a time. Let me take care of this group and then go from there. And if there's somebody else in New Hampshire that will step up and help me along with, with this so it's not just one person because, listen, I feel like shit today. You said it at the beginning of the show. And here I am anyway. I feel terrible. And um, I end, what if I have the flu that day? What if this day happened and I was sick and I just could not go? What the hell would have happened? You have to end up showing up. Um, all right, let's go to break because we're way past time. And um, Quick yeah. strength check. Strength check is uh, Three. five. I have five written okay. down. Uh, chat room says four to five, 53%. So. All right. So you can't fight City Hall. I say bullshit. Yes, you can. We're going to light up another chocolate cigar, tasting chocolate cigar. Not a flavored cigar for those uh, politicians out there, but it tastes like chocolate when we come back. We're live in the Toscano Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network.
Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, my friend, the time is now. For just $29.99, you get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke those cigars along with you during the show. Is that really a benefit? I think it is. We will judge the construction, flavor, strength, and review the cigars, and you'll see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for just $29.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up now. That's the Cigar Authority Care Package. Agent Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast. Or better yet, Passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th Anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary, Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary, Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Justo and his father Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar 
Pure Authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa Tobacco Farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. Hi, this is Tony Serino. And this is Carson Serino. From Serino Cigars. You are listening to the Cigar Authority. On the United Podcast Network. And we are back, powered by West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa Black and White West Tampa Cigars. Passion with a purpose. How about that? Legendary comedian Tony V walks right in front of the there thing with some guy. Lenny, <laughs> Lenny Clark. Lenny Clark right now, uh, he just got a sitcom that starts I in heard. September, so you'll see him on ABC, I think. Yeah. Um, with John Cryer, the guy from uh, he, Two and a Half Men. Yeah, not Two and a Half Guys. No. Because that would be, <laughs> would be a lawsuit. That would be an yeah. infringement. Mm-hmm. Yes. I made the mistake once of uh, teasing uh, Lenny Clark about his sneakers and oh. uh, just downstairs on the sales <laughs> He's floor. He's a professional, don't He is a professional. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, he ripped you a new one, right? Oh, it was awesome. All right, we're going to light up a cigar that is tastes like chocolate, but it is not a flavored cigar. Barry, what do we have here? Well, today's second cigar is Eleanor Rose, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by Serino Cigars. The size that we're lighting up is five and three quarters by 48, called the Lady 48, and it features an Ecuadorian Habano 2000 Rosado wrapper over a Nicaraguan Criollo 98 binder grown in Jalapa, and fillers consisting of Corojo 99, Criollo 98 from Nicaragua, Peru, and Pennsylvania. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, a single back 939, while a bundle of 10 is 82.99, which comes out to just 8.29 per cigar. That's a savings of almost $11 or 12% off the bundle price on twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, go to twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. I love both of these cigars, which means I'm, I love chocolate, right? Yes. I like the flavor. Clearly, I give you Exhibit A, which you missed, yeah. by the way. Yeah, I didn't do that. I didn't say Exhibit A. I haven't. <laughs> did, be addicted to eggplant yes. parmesan. Yeah. I give you Exhibit A. It would have been perfect. But you could have done that show, right? I could have done that Yes. <laughs> it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all of the brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. You know, Nick Perdomo didn't like the politics going on in New York so much so that he ran for office, and he was the vice mayor of Miami for, I believe, two terms. Pretty sure Miami's in Florida, not New York, but that's... It's, what does that mean? You said New York. You said he, he didn't like what was going on in New York. Oh, no, he didn't like what was going on politically in his area, whatever it was. 
And uh, I'm like, when he started doing it, I'm like, are you crazy? Why are you doing this? Because you, if the guy, the other guy ain't fighting for you, you got to fight yourself. You got to do what it is. And there's some, believe me, there's some good guys in the cigar industry, but the majority in the industry don't do it. They don't fight back. They sit back and they don't go to it. Have you ever finished an entire sleeve of saltine crackers? <laughs> yes. And then you, you smell the remnants of what's in the bag. No. That's what I'm getting in the, the wax cold paper, draw. the bag, the wax paper of the. Yeah. If it's you have the remnants original. of saltine crackers, maybe a couple got broken. There's some crumbs in the bottom, and the you overcooked saltines, the ones that are browned on the yes, edges. Yes, mm. I get it. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, beautiful cigar, right? It even looks like it's going to taste like chocolate. <laughs> I, I don't. The the outside wrapper looks it. You look like chocolate. We're going to light our cigar today with the Attaché 2. You do. By Vertigo. That's a great comeback. (laughs) Wipe it off your lips. This is a soft flame lighter with a single button ignition. That lighter is fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. You got easy adjustment on the bottom, a fuel window on the side, all for the low price of $14.99. That is the Attaché 2. Why'd you pick the soft flame today? What made you think, I want to go soft flame? Uh, I knew that we weren't smoking big ring gauges because you bitch and complain every time we do big ring gauges with soft flame. (laughs) Even single jets at that point, I want double jet at least. Okay, so why do you fight City Hall? Why do you fight City Hall? Because they their job is not to know of every single industry and everything. So they are ignorant in a nice way on the subject, whatever that is, whatever business you're in, and you say... What you got to do is educate and inform them of the different, of the real deal. And you got to be careful. You don't go on bragging. You don't overstate your thing. You don't get caught up that they, oh, no, you said no kid ever bought a cigar or anything like that. No, you can't overdo it. You can't um, and get caught up. Well, it's easier for politicians to uh, attempt to raise revenue. And you did a great job of pointing out they were going to get no revenue from it. But their job is to attempt to raise more revenue, to have more money in the state, to spend on things like roads, rather than because it'd be it's easier to do that than it is to go back and cut yeah, so the this, fat off. This group is called the Ways and Means Committee. Their job is to get money. They need the ways and means to be able to pay for the next thing that's coming up or the things that exist. So obviously their end goal is to tax it. To, to get something. So my goal was to say, you can make this law, but you'll make less money, not more money. Why, why aren't they talking about business profits tax and saying, let everybody in one the guy state did. One said guy did. it, kind of, but just asking you how much you pay. So for a state out there that says, okay, yeah, there's only three states that don't have a tobacco tax, so I don't sit where you sit right now. We have a tobacco tax. Now what you're looking for is the 50 cent cap like Rhode Island has. It's a cap of 50 cents, no more than 50 cents. Massachusetts should be looking for that, and New York should be looking for that. And how you end up saying that to them is you bring up the fact that Rhode Island used to be at a 30% tax with no cap. And what did they do? They tested a cap, and they tested a cap for two years, and they found factually that they made more money 
collecting 50 cents than they did trying to get 40%. For 50 cents, nobody is going to go buy it online and nobody is going to drive to New Hampshire for 50 cents. They'll just pay it. Well, you can get a lot of 50 cents that way and you can make more money and you'll save your company that the company will be there. But sitting there complaining or going on Facebook and complaining to your taxes there, unfortunately, doesn't do anything. The amount of likes you get on there doesn't matter. You have to go talk to those individuals and convince them that that is true. And you come in with the facts and you show it to them and you keep going and going and you lose and you lose and you lose and you just keep going. And then one day, maybe they don't show up, the opposition against you. And then you end up doing it. Uh, After I was done came the finance guy that started blabbing off some numbers of how much they get, um, well, for different things, and it didn't have any effect when it came to cigars, so he didn't end up hurting me. Because another thing you can do after you've testified is leave. I was there through all the thing, and my lobbyist left. He was all done, and I said, I'm staying. Why am I staying? I want to hear what's coming out in case I have to yell bullshit. (laughs) Can you be held in contempt of court at that point? Yes, you can, and I've been there, but at least I got the word out when somebody ends up saying that that it wasn't completely, you know, what what he said was off the record, or at the end of it, the thing is over, then I walk up to each individual, thank them for letting me talk, hand them my business card, and tell them the last thing that guy said was bullshit, by the way, just so you know, and I go. So it's all the way through. You can't just raise your hand and go back to the mic? No. They have to invite you back? I wasn't even allowed to end up going up in the first place. They ended up calling for me because they were asking. The man that was sitting next to me is our lobbyist, and we pay him to be there, and he's the one that they want to end up talking to as opposed to us until they brought my name up. Once they ended up bringing the name up or he said – I don't have the answer to that. Mr. Garofalo will probably have that. He said that a couple of times, and they said, well, let's bring him up. Beautiful. And I, as soon as they said that, I go, beautiful. Okay, now I can I can do what I want to do. But not knowing that that was going to happen. Many times I sit there, and it's not happening. So, But what is happening is the poll question of the week today. And the poll question of the week is brought to you by VS, Victor Sinclair Cigars. And this week we're in the quarterfinals of the best sitcom. And... Uh there were four matches left, and we had Seinfeld versus Frazier. And as expected, Seinfeld won with almost 82% of the vote, eliminating Frazier from the competition. Frazier might have been on longer. It was on for a long period of time, but Seinfeld. Longer was on. than it should be. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, and we had The Office against the classic I Love Lucy. Mm. And uh, this will be a shocker. I Love Lucy defeated The Office. Mm. With 52% of the vote. Big, it's ultimate classic, ultimate classic. And then we had the Simpsons versus All in the Family, and the Simpsons moves on with 56% of the vote. Yeah. It was close. And uh, much to a lot of people's dismay that were pissed that Cheers won last round, they complained in email to me. Uh, Cheers beat Married with Children with 64% of of the vote. Of course. So we'll have Seinfeld versus I Love Lucy and the Simpsons against Cheers. Uh, oh, it's getting real. Yeah. Good. Okay. Uh, next week on the Cigar Authority, we are going to the top 10 figurados. Top 10 figurados in the world. Not just the United States. Not the whole just world. Here, the whole world. 
What are they? We're going to get into it. We'll talk um, Figurados. The following week, uh, Rania Lorenzo from HVC Cigar joined us live. He'll be here, and uh, he's got a new factory since we last saw him. Plenty to talk about with Rania. Moving up to April 1st, the Cigar Authority's 13th anniversary. And then that's it. That's the last show, right? <laughs> We'll it's talk up to you about guys. it. We can talk we'll see, about it. We'll see what his vertigo does for next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, and uh, April 8th, I got down here as the Cigar Draft 2023. I so, saw that. So we start, oh, boy. you got to start working on that. <laughs> yeah, you got to let me know what the pool, the draft pool is going to be. Last time we had a draft pool and we went through the pool. It wasn't a free for all. Oh, you got to help me out again yeah. here. I'm completely forgot everything that I learned. We got a lot of work to I'll do. I'll come in during the week or something. All we'll right, sit yeah, we'll sit down. We'll, we'll do it. Um, and and listen, the nice weather's coming, and we are lining people up to come uh, see us Everybody live. Everybody wants to be here. Yeah, yeah. So we got some some good stuff coming up. Um, all right. Uh, one thing I want to say is if, if you're one of those guys and you say, I am too busy, there's no way I'm a one-man shop, I can't do this, I can't do that, or whatever, as an individual or um, um, a cigar shop owner or anything, uh, if you want to make a difference, you can do the work and pay your way, or you can at least just pay your way. And one simple thing is to join Cigar Rights of America um, how easy is that? Um, they focus on premium cigar retailers, um, and for as little as $25, an individual can join. A little more, I think, if it's a store that ends up doing it, but we're talking about $25 a year. At the very least, not to embarrass yourself, send that in. I mean, do something to do it. Um, the $25 doesn't even really help them all that much, but they get to put another name on the list. Correct. Which is like having the people behind me and say, yes, I'm speaking, but the 50 people behind mm-hmm. me oppose this also. Well, there was nobody behind me opposing it. Wouldn't it have been nice? That's at a least secret a- to the NRA and why they, they continue to win battle yes. after battle after battle. Absolutely. They've got an awful lot of people on their list. So cigar rights. Dot org, I believe is uh, CRA, cigarrights.org, um, is how you, it, at the very, very least, do that. And eat, consumers, you love cigars or something, what are you talking about? So it's one good cigar. So one good cigar, you, you do it. A lot of times they send you a pack of cigars or whatever they do. How can they send you a pack of cigars for that little amount? Because they're just looking for the for the name on there to say there's another person that opposes it. If, if you listen to the show, I, I don't ask much from you. At least do that as a consumer. At the, at the very least, do that. As a, as a retailer, shame on you if you're doing nothing. Shame on you. I don't care if your tax is 75% or whatever, but I'm going to get off my happy horse right now. Early thoughts here on Eleanor Rose. This is the uh, Lady 48. I wonder why the Lady 48. Don't know, but if you took a, uh, a regular milk chocolate Hershey bar, you break off the corner Square. Not where I thought you were going, but okay. <laughs> and you suck on that for a little while yeah. until it's pretty much gone. That little alkalinic, chocolatey note that lingers on your palate after the fact. It's not direct chocolate. I was expecting more chocolate from this. You've said chocolate before, but it is a, a sort of an indirect chocolatey afterthought. You know how you make s'mores? You put the mm. marshmallow in the chocolate and the graham cracker. No marshmallow. With the chocolate <laughs> and the graham cracker, 
Was it in proximity with the marshmallow, or there's no marshmallow, no marshmallow at all? You're out of marshmallows. You're out of marshmallows. You still have some extra chocolate in there. Because everybody eats the marshmallows while you're waiting. Yes. So you run out Pop of marshmallows yeah, first. Yeah. Except yeah. you. Would you ever eat a marshmallow? I've eaten a marshmallow okay. before. I would never do it now. No. Okay. No, it's just a puffy uh, little lectin. I'll tell you what, it's early to ask, but I don't think we're going to be in agreement on chat room with how the strength on this one. Four. I got four. Okay. I got four. Barry's lined up with me? Oh, my God. Two or three in the chat room, 46%. Oh, wow. Really mild. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and I think part of the issue with this not being as chocolatey as as, as it's mm. been in the past is because the Juarez was so abundant in chocolate mm. that this one's milder in, in comparing. Yeah, yeah. But those two, these two cigars, mm. if, if somebody said, okay, of every cigar that's out there, pick them and then take a Padroni and a Vasario. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you got three chocolate bombs right Yeah. Now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Ted Hughes says probably named after Lady Madonna. Oh, okay. Eleanor? Maybe Lady. on the same album? Were they? Maybe. Revolver? Yeah. Maybe. Why are you asking Ed Sullivan? He doesn't know he, anything about music. He is the music guy. Do you got music questions today? Uh, I may. Because somehow Barry won again last week and he wasn't even here. Yes, Barry, you won last week and you weren't even here. <laughs> Thank you, Mickey. Uh, you guys got pegged. Oh, no, Mickey didn't get You got any zero ride. points and Ed Sullivan no. and I tied. <laughs> I got at least five good of music. Oh, no. At least five. That's good. All right, uh, let's go to break. When we come back, a new confessional where we're bringing in the audience yeah. into it. Um, three emails to get to, a prize to give away, and more. We're live in the Toscano Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from The Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1989, Nestor and Mariana Miranda have subscribed to one family, one vision, with Miami Cigar & Company. Since their inception, the Miranda family has fulfilled their dream by creating some of the best cigars on the market today. Cigars like Nestor Miranda Special Selection, which is produced in Nicaragua, featuring an oily Nicaraguan Habano wrapper, that the Cigar Authority named their 2019 Cigar of the Year, and the Don Lino Africa, which celebrates Nestor's love of big game animals. These soft box-pressed cigars feature an authentic Cameroon binder, which creates delicious nuances and crescendos. Miami Cigar invites you to try these brands at your favorite tobacconist. You only have one life. How will you live yours? Hey, 
experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. What's going on? This is Robert Kelly from Medfit, Massachusetts, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. I hope they have me back. I think I swore too much. You know a lot of comedians, Ed Sullivan. Oh, yeah. A lot of comedians. We are back, powered by the West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa black and white West Tampa cigars, passion with purpose. Welcome back, everybody. We're smoking chocolate cigars today. They taste a bit chocolatey. Are you and, getting any chocolate donut on that? Yeah, the frosting of a, of a donut. Not a chocolate donut, but the ones, oh, yeah, a, a regular plain frosted. with a chocolate frosted. Ed Sullivan, <laughs> absolutely. So it's like that fake chocolate. Hmm. Plasticky chocolate. <laughs> what a selling point. It's good. I like it. Hit your local brick and mortar and pick yourself up a bundle of these. They taste like plastic. No, the good... Yeah. I don't know what they call it. It means not the plastic taste, the texture. Yeah, shiny. Shiny Shiny chocolate. All right. So we had somebody write in this week with a confessional for our confessional segment. Okay. So what do we do? It's time for the confessional brought to you by All Saints Cigars. It's time for the confessional. Brought to you by All Saints Cigars, featuring the All Saints St. Francis. Voted the 2021 Cigar of the Year. All Saints Cigars. In the name of the Churchill, Toro, and Robusto. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And how long has it been, my son, since your last St. Francis uh, uh, <clears throat> confession? Okay, so it's now been I'm... one week since my last <laughs> confession. And what is it that you have to confess today, my son? You don't say who it is, right? 
uh, no. this person put their name. So no, no, don't do no. it. No, all right, don't do it. They did so, not say to to maintain anonymity. Well, we we're going to automatically do that. Um, I don't. There's, right now, we don't have a prize to give away or anything like that yeah. to them. But Mickey said, if there's somebody there that does really good or something, he'll he'll call and ask for it. So you're going to hand that over to Barry just right. in case. Barry, right. last week, Mickey told us we were all lame. Yeah. And oh, yeah. you weren't here for no. it. And then he did a confession. It wasn't. It was the lamest one. His was right. by far time. lamer than yeah. anyone. So we're going to go to audience people in a in. People that won't have to say who it is, but you know, maybe somebody says something really bad they did or something to get it off their chest and whatever. This one's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, submitted through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com. And person X writes In response to Mr. Pegg's request, I invited Christian Aroa to get underway with me on a Coast Guard cutter from Cape Canaveral to Key West. Underway with me? Is that a sexual thing? <laughs> what is underway with me? He's uh, on a boat. Okay. So when you go underway, you go on a boat. All right. It's not mm. sexual. Uncultured <laughs> swine. Underway. I've never heard anybody say that in my life. Yes, you have many times. I told the crew he, Christian, was a CIA agent. So the crew treated him with caution because they thought him to be really CIA. He proceeded to shoot every automatic weapon on board and participated in in-flight operations. So... This is his request. Told everyone on the board oh, that CIA, that yeah. Christian Aroa was a member of the CIA. Thought he was one of his cigar friends. Give it to Barry. Yeah. And uh, be underway with that. <laughs> uh, should we give him a penance? Yes. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, I've had worse. Smoke one of each Robusto, huge Toro Churchill's all saint cigars this week. And just during the break... Um, Tony V came up. Well, Ted Hughes said we should have grabbed him to do a live read of that confession, but ah, but he's the priest; he can't be both. Can That's he? right. No, he can't. Well, it's the priest that usually hears the confession. He hears it. He, hears mm. it. he listens. He, he may be so listening. So he wouldn't right do now. a live read; he'd do a live listen. Yeah, maybe some some time we have him come up or something whatever do uh, priestly things priestly oh, that things. sounds bad priestly things uh all right so we have now to, for them to do it just like they do the email of the week all they have to do is send it through the contact us and page. just write confession on it mm-hmm. yeah that's how it goes so do that send your confessions yeah. in and if you want to be anonymous say you want to be you're, anonymous no, you're automatically anonymous unless it's you so say dumb unless you say mm. differently right because I, they, I don't want them to go change their email address and do all kinds of shit. You're going to be anonymous. Yeah, we'll keep it anonymous. Like you are in the confessional. You don't see a name when you go in the confessional. No, I'm sitting right don't. here. They can see me. But they don't know who you are. It's dark in there. <laughs> they got a little door. They can't see, see what's going on. All right. We got a prize to give away. What uh, do we have? This week's prize is brought to you by the folks at Trinidad Cigars. We've got a flag, a Bluetooth speaker, a hat, and a soccer ball for some reason. And there's some lotion under the brim of the hat. There's the, uh, I, I feel like they, they put lotion Enough somewhere. with the lotion. Enough. It's in there. <laughs> Enough with the lotion. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of the CigarAuthority.com. And Charles writes, is it okay if I say his name for this segment? Yes. <laughs> Mr. J, don't do it. Nobody wants you to gain weight lifting. The only thing worse than a skinny douchebag is a roid-raging douchebag. Hmm. 
Now, seriously, Barry and Dave won't hold up their end, and you won't all fit on the stage. You're not <laughs> doing the roids, right? No. No. Would that have help us with how angry he is without roids? Yes. So. That's Charles. Yes, it is. Uh, Dan writes through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com, cutting down to size. I smoke about two or three cigars a week, usually one after a long week of work on a Friday afternoon and one or two more on the weekend. I'm also a father of three kids, ages 12, 9, and 3. My wife is a champ and encourages me to go out on the patio to enjoy a smoke either because she wants me out of the house or because she knows how much I enjoy it. Either way, I'll take it. My question is, as a busy father with lots of things going on, I don't always have that hour or hour and a half to enjoy a full smoke. I know much of this comes to me uh, picking the right cigar for the most part. I do. The problem comes when I get one that is a long smoke, usually one that I have to try and not available in a smaller size or that I get in the care package, which, by the way, is fantastic and the best deal in cigars, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know that the manufacturer intended for each cigar to be a certain experience, but I hate just smoking a cigar intended to be an hour and a half smoke for only 45 minutes and letting it die in the ashtray with so much left. I also very much prefer something in the five-inch range, blah, blah, blah. He wants to know, should he cut the end of the cigar off yeah, and smoke the, it later. The length of the email itself, my God. Um, yeah, you shouldn't cut the end of the cigar off. So this, Do the best you can to pick a smaller cigar for the smaller amount of times and smoke two if you have time to smoke two. If you get stuck and you got to smoke a Churchill, just don't smoke it until you have the hour and a half to go. That's it. Yeah. And if you have to put it down, exhaust the chamber, set it down, and come back to it later. You yeah, got about don't, don't cut it off. 12 hours. Yeah. All right, final email through the Contact Us page of the CigarAuthority.com. Jim writes, hello, gentlemen, and Mr. J. I've been listening to your show for a while, and I appreciate the content, reviews, and all-around tomfoolery. Well, a lot of time was spent on what may happen with brands and companies being bought and or acquired. What do you think of brands that have disappeared but may return? I ask this because I have a box of Cornelius and Anthony, which I've been aging in my humidor for well over a year. I just smoked one recently and remembered how much I loved the brand and how saddened I was when I heard they were no more. Do you think that scars like them would be able to make a return to the market or will they remain discontinued or the rights of the products could be purchased by another company? I appreciate you taking the time to read this message. All right. As far as I understand, Barry, correct me if I'm wrong, they're a cigarette company. They tried their luck into the cigar industry. They said, this is a pain in the ass. We can't make enough money here. Uh, let that go. But they were, You don't know this? No. Oh, all right. Uh, that's what I understand that to be anyway. But the reality is anybody could swoop in and purchase that brand. If the only real... No, because they, they own it. But if they, someone comes in with the right amount of money and they want to buy it, it's for sale. I suppose, but you, you saw yeah. Philip Morris didn't sell Nat Sherman cigars. True. They said, see you later. And Dunhill didn't sell Dunhill cigars. They said, see you later. It's a, it's a rounding error. They, they're not going to want them to use their their names or anything like that. So There was a time with the FDA nonsense <coughs> where it seemed like every brand would come back. Yeah. Right, but but w- what I like about that email, and I'm going to give my vote to it, is... Um, 
it's, it's actually a topic for a show. Mm-hmm. Disappeared brands that could make a comeback. Um, you know, you, you saw that um, Puros Indios and Cuba Aliados, Puros mm-hmm. Indios didn't come back yet, no. but Cuba, Cuba Aliados did. Um, you know, it'll be interesting if Puros Indios makes a comeback. They bought it. You know, will they, will they end up bringing that thing back? Uh, different old old stuff of whatever, but typically somebody buys the name, puts it aside, throws it in as a bundle, a cheap bundle, whatever, and ends up using the name. Poor Bahia, you know, is one of those right. brands that, you know, what a shame, but uh, comebacks. And uh, uh, I looked it up, and as always, you're correct, they were a cigarette manufacturer. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, they played around for a while. It, mm. it was interesting. Uh, we never took it on for that reason. Mm. That I'm like, okay, these guys are gonna, you know, look for the next shiny penny after they're not in for real. Once they see what's going on, they'll they'll get out. They did. Um, I understood that the cigar was good, so the, the guy says it was good anyway. But it, that could make for a show. We could do a, a couple hours on that, right? All right, so you're voting for Jim. I'm voting for Jim. I'll vote for Jim. Doesn't matter. But just for the hell of it? I'll, I'll vote for Jim. All right, so he wins right, right across. So Jim gets it. Hey, the after show. We're going to do the after show this week on an email uh, that somebody uh, sent us an email, and we're going to do the uh, show on their topic because, frankly, uh, I'm not feeling good. No. I made it all the way through, though. I thought you I was going to tap well. out. I can't believe I, I no made vomiting. it through. No vomiting. I threw up twice already today. Yeah, that's enough. I'm dizzy as can be. I'm ready to go down. But uh, I, and if, you, if you're watching and you say, well, he hasn't smoked all that many cigars, and I love both of these cigars, mm-hmm. too, but I'm just afraid uh, what might happen. And uh, Jonathan wants it to happen because it'll be a first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, leaving in the 13, middle of a show? No, but 13 times, you know, nobody's, 13 years, no one's ever thrown up. I've come close with yeah. retrohaling strong <laughs> yeah. cigars. Oh, yeah. By the way, Lori Van Aken's in the chat room. Uh, it's her husband, Chris's 53rd birthday Chris, today. Chris, happy birthday. So happy birthday, Chris Van Aken. Yes, yes. Good man. Good man there. Um, all right, let's get to it. Let's get to the Classic Three-Way brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. Priced as low as $2.99 for the Corona and still under 4 bucks for the 6x60. Classic Cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold but never overpowering. Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the classic Cuban is a real knockoff with flavors of old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes. Classic cigars, the most affordable premium handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. All right, Barry Stein is our champion, even though he wasn't even here last week because it was a tie. (laughs) Uh, so I have two tiebreakers today, so that doesn't happen. Barry, Barry hasn't answered a single question correctly this month, but he is the <laughs> reigning champion. Well, we have two tiebreakers today. We have five questions and two tiebreakers. It starts with Barry. Born today, Johnny Knoxville. Philip Clapp. 
American stunt performer and actor, Jackass franchise. He was born in Knoxville, Tennessee. You see, his name is really Clap. Philip uh-huh. Clapp. He changes his name to Johnny Knoxville. So he's named after gonorrhea. <laughs> yes, his real name <laughs> yeah. is after gonorrhea. You'd think he'd accept that and like it, but he went with Knoxville, the city that he's born in today. What year? 1971. 71. That's exactly what I had. 71. 1960. 60. Two points for both Barry and Ed Sullivan. Two points for both of you. 71. I didn't copy you. I saw something online. Oh, okay. Ah, <laughs> you knew it. I knew that one. Mine was a guess. Good guess. All right. Born today, Samuel Horsowitz. Horshack? Better known as Shemp Howard. Gained fame as part of the comedy act Ted Healy's and the Stooges, later turned into the iconic slapstick comedy group The Three Stooges, featuring him in scores of movies. Shemp Howard, that's how you know him, born today. It was a long time ago. Because he was old even when the Stooges came out. I'm going 1893. 1901-1907-1907-1907-1907-1907-1907-1907-1907-1907-1907-1907-1907-1907-1907-1907-1907-1907-1907-1907-1907-1907-1907-1907-1907-1907-1907-1907-1907-1907-1907-1907-1907-1
emotionally and creatively to avoid a jail sentence given to him in Miami, Florida. He never returns to the United States. He no, leaves he... for Paris, never comes back, because he died also. Yeah, yeah, in a bathtub, big fat dead guy in a bathtub. 1971. 71, he says. I got 72. 72. I got 68. 68. Two points for Ed Sullivan. Of course. That's it. You got this That's thing it. down. You, you got it. You're unbelievable. And I had two, well, I, I two like, other questions in case, but... I like the music. You like music questions. Yeah. Okay, so we can go into music questions and, and keep people less hating it. Right. I think Jonathan may be correct that he died in 72, but I figured he got there a little before. Sure. Sure. So, and you're the DJ, right? I am. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't play a lot of doors. He doesn't. He was in the doors? Yeah. I kid. <laughs> I kid. I kid. I kid. Eleanor Rose, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, you nailed it as far as it, it certainly does have that chocolatey undertone. I think probably smoking them in a reverse order where the chocolate would have built during the show might have been a better play, but because the, the Juarez is way chocolatier, but there is some chocolate in this. So, you know, we have that. The little jaws of all the flavor notes that we smell. Mm. That's an interesting to, thing to do, too. If you haven't smoked a cigar yet or you're smoking a cigar, smell the chocolate and taste the cigar. And then all of a sudden, oh, there it is. Because how do you forget what chocolate smells like? But it right. happens to people. And after you smell it and taste the cigar, you can eat the chocolate. You can. Right? That'd be a your gift for you after you did it because you did it properly. Or you could just chew the chocolate, spit it in a mug, and make hot chocolate. Right? You could, or put it in a tea bag. <laughs> you ever have That's the good. lint chili chocolate bar? Yes, mm-hmm. That's what this reminds me. Ah, of. very good, very good. All right, you that get is the it. lint out of your belly button. Yeah, it adds to the flavor. Yeah, you could do that. Next week, the top ten Figurado cigars in the world. That was Jonathan making that. Don't tempt me. It's like priming the, <laughs> the pump here. Don't do it. The top 10 Figurado cigars in the world. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And let's face it, you may have learned something today which makes you The Cigar Authority. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.